You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the weekly manga review show here on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. I almost said anime first. That would be oh. a miscue right there. And we have a bunch of books here. We're going to go through streamline like Mr. Whoa. P. Pants always is. And also with that, we're going to start adding more and more chapters to the deal. We were going to add a couple this week, but the time restraints have Clock's pulled us back taken. on that. So next week, we will be adding some things, hopefully, uh, including some bangers there. Some bangers that we like, like Akani Banashi. We really have enjoyed Me that. and Roboco's. Me and Roboco. I know that was, you know, grinding teeth. Haters going to hate. Not if they're going to hate, they're going to hate. So we figured, what the heck? We're going to do things, even maybe a tis torture oh. now and again. I thought that'd be funny just to pop in now and again with it because it's, oh, it's it one of those books and whatnot. But yeah, just look for some more things going on. But with all that, please go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to the uh, Instagrams Is at this... Weird Science Manga. And we have some things on there. I put up some things today, actually. Oh. And... You can check out then our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science manga, where we have early access to the Manga Monday show, but also the exclusive picks of the week show that ends up rounding out all of our reviews for the week. Me and you have already recorded that one, and it ended up being the new chapters of Mashal, Ayashiman, and Sakamoto Days. All bangers. bangers. All, in the, all in the running for books of the week. We'll Boom. see, because you ended up sending me a note before we started that you didn't know what your book of the week was. They're all so good. No duds detected. Actually, there are some really good books this week, and it's better when it's like, hey, I can't pick a book of the week because they're all good then. Oh my god, this <laughs> crap, what are we going to do with all these books? So I really think that this is a banger of a week, which mm-hmm. we're going to start off with what, Lou? We are starting off with the sus book to kick things off. We have the Inkashi Triangles, chapter 64, 84. I can't read the numbers. Nino Kuro, Gender Swap Awakens? What the heck? There's some troubles here. It's funny, too, because we go with Nino Kuro. I don't go with the Soga, his mm-hmm. name. We're going to have to change it, maybe. Daisy, because there's a new addition. I ended up like, oh, no. I'm going to have to say <laughs> Soga. Oh, God. So you end up having it start out with Nina Koro or Soga, as we, we should start calling mm-hmm. him. He's still upset. He doesn't understand what the heck goes on. He's not good with the ladies. There oh, is geez. something a little more. And Poe, the bird, ends up realizing that he does think there is something a little more that deals with Matsuri and that sort of thing. So you end up having this setup to then you know he's moping around i don't know what to do this is the crazy well you end up then going off to suzu matsuri and their crew where they're kind of going about and you do have suzu realizes what's wrong with ninokoro as well she realizes that he kind of likes her well out of nowhere then you end up having suzu or so guy i mean show up as a girl and what? This is odd. And and the thing is, Poe the Bird, he seems real in like he's in it as well. Like this ends up, you know, being a dupe. I'll just say it now. But it's so funny when it starts off because this is that deal of I don't know what happened. You know, the Saikeshi came up and did the gender swap. 
Shinigami knows this is, but he he knows right away. Nobody could just do, do the gender swap. That's huge. He is the king, and he is the only one who could do this. So he thinks this all sounds sus, but it's like, well, I guess we're gonna have to figure it out. You think that this is the start of something big, mm-hmm. like the idea of, oh my god, there's somebody bigger than Shinigami. You end up having maybe this will be the way to even have Mitsuri go back. Well, what ends up happening is the quote unquote girl Ninakuro here. Goes and says, hey, can I talk to you, Matsuri? And they sit down and like, hey, I just need to know what it was like when you became a girl. Because I'm not used to it. It feels weird. What not? And it gets sus. <laughs> I mean, at one point, <laughs> seriously, you end up having Matsuri start talking about, you know, touching himself and things like oh, that. So I, I kind of explored the body around. Going to the toilets. I do think that that was kind of like, that was okay. The idea, I went to the toilet. It was weird because I don't, <laughs> also when he goes. Yeah, I noticed that I was heavy on the top and I didn't have my ding-dongs. It was pretty funny. And you end up where, of course, that Shinigami's like yelling to because Suzu starts thinking of it. Don't you picture that? He's old man. But yeah, it goes to Sustown. You know, population, anybody reading this. It's like, well, you know, I was exploring parts of me and you see it. (laughs) He's rubbing it. Oops, the one hand's not there. Oh, my goodness. And so you end up where all this going down... Is okay, thank you. And then all of a sudden they realize, wait a second, this isn't Soga. This is not Soga. And so you think again, okay, you have Shadow May. Is this something like that? Mind games. Nope, it's nothing like that. And it's funny because you end up having Soga show up and say, holy crap, what are you doing? And this female version says, oh, brother, like you shouldn't have come here. It's his little sister. And she's just trying to help. She ends up, she's so upset. that And, and she was able to kind of play off this deal with the outfitting the tool. Outfit they tool. throw that. But all she was doing, and, and then, of course, you have them go out and you have to see panties. I'm like, why do we have to see these panties? Of course we do. But the ending of this is she just wanted to help. She says help that bro. her brother, Soga, and her name's Haya. And a gem, complete gem. gem when she shows up. I mean, something where you can almost tell sometimes just by the character design and things of a gem, she's a gem. And she says, I just wanted to end up figuring out things so that I could go and tell my brother so that he wouldn't be so bad with the girls. Now, the funny thing is she's a girl, but she doesn't know it either because I think she's always training. And, and that sort of thing was brought mm-hmm. up before. But says, as my a duty as his sister, I wanted to, you know, figure things out for him so that he would be okay. And then you just have out of nowhere where you end up where she says, Haya says, you know, Matsuri is real nice. And as a girl, pretty cool. I think that they should be boyfriend and girlfriend. And she says it. I think, you know, Matsuri should be my brother's girlfriend. Whoa. And you end up like, well, everybody's going nuts. And they're Susie's just like, what? Happy. Suzu's pissed. You end up having, you know, Soga, I have to get used to saying it, he's freaking out. Uh-oh. You end up Matsuri surprised. But then you just go, because all this stuff going on, that is probably the biggest thing that could drive Suzu and Matsuri apart is being done without any bit of Shadow May, who's just back there bored about summer. They show her with that Garaku, who's like, ah, oh, this is boring summer. And it made me laugh that. The biggest thing, the biggest wedge could end up being not her work, it's somebody else's, which mm-hmm. I think she will be pissed about. Like, oh, I, yeah. I think that she wants to bring him down, but she has to do it. I thought it was good, though. It's very sus. <laughs> there's, there's some very sus parts. And 
again, it's it's a weird play that it's his little sister, but by the end, it's it's another character that I don't mind entering the book because I think that she could be pretty fun, especially with the idea that she's now set that uh, you know her brother should be dating Maxery. So that will be a fun little play throughout. So I hope that she stays fully, maybe oh, yeah. maybe even hooking up somehow. With Suzu's little brother. Oh my goodness. Little sussing brother. And so, and remember, he, the brother is okay with Suzu and Matsuri. Mm-hmm. Always wants to try to help them out, but gets He's all upset about it. And now it's going to be that twist where now you have this triangle. And now we have even like Ayakeshi triangle. Now it's like Ayakeshi pentagram or something. Whoa. There's so much going on. But I thought it was pretty cool. What would you give it? Yeah, I think this is my highest score yet this evening, but I'm going 9 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 9 out of 10 as well. We already liked Soga, and then we were like, more Soga is always good. Now we have even more opportunity with Heia, and like, if, if she sticks around now, oh my goodness. She's like the Hina of this Boom. book already. That's what it Team seems Heia. to me. Team Heia. Uh, we're going to move on. To the next book, which is what, Luke? We have the Kaiji number eight, chapter 58. I don't know what does it say on the manga closer. It says on this, how to overcome the worst case scenario. And so we we go into this. Me and you are not as hyped as most people are. We even had this week where a guy that we both know ended Mm -hmm. up going on Twitter and asking, hey, everybody, you know, what's some manga that I can get into? I think I want to get into this manga. And almost everybody ended up saying kaiju number eight and again what? maybe it's an easy entry nobody said any kaiju triangle no a, i think i said dan to dan so i said some others uh and i said i was not gonna say anything with the idea of even if you slip my mouth because that's i don't think that's a new user-friendly no, deal I, but it is book of the year Clay ended up he mentioned it <laughs> like, there <laughs> it is but yeah i said dan to dan also i don't know if this guy was going to be reading it with, you know, younger kids. So I guess mm-hmm. you had to wait a little to <laughs> feel them out a little before you go that. And also, again, I want to mention that Animalics had sent us a pictures, bunch oh. of pictures of the sus buses. The we sus called bus it, we talked about it, it on the Picks of the Week show. But the Ayakeshi Triangle ended up having a bunch of buses going around. And it, it made us laugh because of the idea that we keep saying. And that's why Animalic sent it like, oh, my God, here's the bus. Do read it I on guess the you bus. can do a lot of sus things on the sus bus. But Uh-oh. Monster or Kaiju number eight, it just is one of those. It, it never really grabs us. It, it comes out, it you know, every other week we get the steel going. And so we've been waiting. And one of the big things we kept saying is, when are we going to get back to the original crew? Oh, gee, so, here we go. We get him. And Big that time. that actually elevated the book. And I get him, and it seems like he's going to be sticking around, you know? That's good. It's cool, though. But again, it's weird because you also get rid of some cool characters, mm. it seems, for a while now. But you start out here where they're trying to figure out, hey, was this whole, you know, Kaiju number nine... Was they were they lying? Were, were actually, it was Kaiju number ten who sold them out. You know, started mm-hmm. snitching, but said Kaiju number nine is able to make other Kaiju. This is something that's more of a development than before. What are we going to do? And they start to figure out like, is this real? What not? But they do think that Kaiju number nine right now is hiding out. Looks like in a crevice. It's very like Pacific Rim oh, feeling to me, right? And the idea that they're probably building up, so we have to get ready now. The big development here is when. Kaijus and Kaiju number nine in particular end up like eating somebody or killing them. There's a lot of times they take their memories 
And that means from getting the chief. He's got all the intel. Kaiju number nine knows everything about them, knows all the things about the defense force. So what they figure out, and it's it's a good idea. We got to get some new plans now. We got to start from scratch and be very unpredictable. And it's funny in this book, unpredictable means let's get these people we left behind 50 chapters ago that we keep yelling about. And you do end up seeing them very quick. And I was thinking to myself, oh, I hope that they just don't show them here. And then we don't get them again. Like, But we do. We end up where they are gathering all the different squads, all the people that and we did And this is going to like. be an important part of the plan going forward. So they're sticking around. So the big thing here is they have Kaiju number six. And this is like the be-all, end-all. That's the, the biggest big thing. Daddy. Nobody's been able to bond with Kaiju number six in a weapon-type way, as they do. Except it looks like one person might, and it's that. And it, here's the deal: there's different there's different ways of translation in the in the Western translation. It is Reno or Reno. In the deal in the uh, in Japan, it's Leno or Leno. Uh, but we'll go with we'll go with Reno. I'm Reno. Go with, I think that's what we called him before, anyway. But he's the one that that's the best friend. To Kafka. That's the guy we've been waiting Back for this day. whole time. And we were afraid because he had helped Kafka that he was going to be in trouble. Now, with that, in the deal, too, and in a bit of it, we also get who actually was one of my favorites. Ihiru? Yeah, Ihiru. Out of nowhere. The funny thing is, and they even have the deal where they show it again almost. The idea with Ihiru is he was so mad because at points, Kafka and Reno would jump in front of him and he didn't want the help. And he had, mm. no, don't you help me. You go for He's such a hothead. He has to be pissed that it is Reno who is oh, going to yeah. be this kaiju number six. But he's there. But then you also get some others. And again, it took me a while to even remember some of those. And I don't even know. You get the spread page. But you get uh, Hororichi, who is the one on the page with them, who's that kind of like good looking dude. He, he was kind of, he had a lot of money and stuff. He was fancy. But then the other guy that I recognized was that other white haired guy, that Aoi. Who was pretty oh. cool too, but we're gonna probably meet them again, and hopefully they name them all again because it's I been quite so. some time. You get like a refresh. You have Lino or Areno uh, Ichikawa, who ends up having one of the strongest talents, and they think that he might be able to bond with the six, which would be. Crazy. I think that would be really cool because if you remember when I way way back when they were in the hospital and like he first found out that like. Uh, it was uh, Kafka or Kafka had the name. <laughs> he hasn't been in the book. He no, we haven't had book. him in a while. It's yeah, weird. But, uh, he, when he re- found Kafka, and he's like, I'll keep your secret. And now he's going to have the kaiju powers too. Really, the idea of it is kind of you're going to have them team up, obviously. And so you'll have both That's of them back cool. together, but with kaiju powers and stuff like that. Because remember, Kafka is a kaiju. He's kaiju number eight. But you end up having the Kaiju number six. They're going to try to weaponize it weapon to parts. go use it. It's a little different, but it's mm-hmm. still going to be that way. And we haven't really seen a point of view deal of what that really does to you mm-hmm. when you do it. You end up having it happen. You, you do all these things. But I think that maybe we'll see more of that. And I'll, you know, maybe even have them, you know, talk telepathically together oh. or something. Maybe that connection. And then what I would be afraid of at some point. My fear is that Kaiju number nine is going to be able to control them at some point again. Top so hat. we'll see. You know, Tom, but I'm glad that we he's there. He's in the ocean. Stay there. Please. Stay there for a while because I want to see <laughs> all these Go characters. Swimming. This is also Mina back, like all of them. 
from the other forces All, in the everybody other divisions. we've been asking for. It's like it's like they were, they were listening to the show. It's crazy. It took a while, but yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> this is actually like it actually got me full out. Even I think it was Clay when he read it. It's like oh my god! Like mm-hmm. when he read this week's chapter because it really does have these returns Bang. and almost like like stuff and Dan to them when all the characters return. We get that more today too, but. With it, what would you give it? I'm going to go 8.2. I'm going 8.5. Yeah, like not crazy high it seems, but for us, like we're not crazy on Kaiju. So those are good scores. Yeah, and it's a shame. Sometimes when you're doing these things and you really want to like something that's really popular, and but we can't fake the funk. funk. Can't fake the funk. So, but this isn't faking the funk. It's cool. It's something that we've been asking for for quite some time. And just that we get. Uh, with it, and he's such a hothead. He, he's yeah. just gonna be, but he is fun. But with that, we're gonna go off now to just you. This is just oh, for this week spotlight. again. There is time restraints, so we're gonna go off to just you, so I don't interrupt you doing Chichikai's and my hero Fires. academia. You do those, and I'll be back a little later. I'm gonna go relax while you do oh, that. Maybe make a, a sandwich, but we'll be back with that in a moment. Hey, everybody, it's Luke here. For Luke's lineup round, mine is Jim because uh, Jim has to go record other things right about now. But we are here, of course, to talk about the big banger books that I usually talk about solo on the show anyway because Jim has not caught up on reading these yet. Jeez Louise. And they are two bangers indeed. It is the big books. It is one of the books on the cover of the Weekly Shonen Jump this week. Very exciting. It is the My Hero Academia. Ooh. We have crispy color page with Deku and Uraraka striking poses and looking off into the distance, I suppose. Very dramatic. Uh, And it's a good thing they're on the cover because they are in the chapter two. We have the spotlight here with My Hero Academia chapter 348. Unrequited. Unrequited love, indeed. Because if you forgot, this is Izuku. He kind of goofed a little bit and he's in the aquariums. Gang Orca's little fish palace. And uh, he is hanging out and he is going up against Toga who uh, is a bit crazy now. And she did confess her love at the end of last chapter. Big time sus. And Midoriya, this whole first couple of pages is just kind of digesting that revelation. And we do see him, he's listening to this. We do get quite an odd narration here because the way that it's worded, it doesn't seem to be from Deku or from anybody else. It seems of all people to be from Bakugo because uh, we do see, you know, he is Deku, the pivotal wielder, the ninth wielder of one for all and very important to this battle. This ain't the first time that he's been around the block with Himiko Toga, but this is the first time that she has expressed her crazy sus feelings with her words like this and the true feelings that she had for him. And he is very shocked by this because, of course, he is still just a damned nerd and he's blushing up a storm. Don't blush Deku-san up in here. Oh my goodness. But we do see bubbles and sparkles coming from Toga. She's loved him since she first saw him. Since the moment she first saw him. Oh my goodness. All covered in blood. Very sus. Looking just like that dude that was from back in the day when she first started the suckings. uh, Who did look remarkably like Midoriya. And that was something that we uh, all noticed. That this dude looks a lot like Midoriya. Maybe not his spiky hair, but still. uh, What a quinky dink. And Toga is big time sus here. I suppose this is very rewarding. This is a big payoff for all the Toga fans. I've always thought that Toga 
was a maniac. That's my hot take. My two cents is that she is crazy. So I, I get very scared whenever she shows up. I'm like, oh, jeez, it's crazy Togas here. And uh, she is crazy. She goes, I want to be you. She's blushing up a storm. Don't blush Togasan. And she says, so let me suck some blood. No, thanks. That's a bit sus. And then Midoriya is very flustered. He says, boyfriend, you mean me and you were going to go to the amusement parks for the dates? What is this? Even if you slip my mouth? Oh my goodness. We want to hold hands and split some crepes. And Urarak is shaking. She can't believe that was supposed to be her job. Jeez. But yes, this is where it gets deep. Because yes, she does love Izuku, but she wants to know what are Izuku's feelings towards her. Tell me, Hiro, what do you want to do to me? Uh, which is also a bit sus. But it is mirroring what uh, she had this conversation previously with uh, with Uraraka back in the first big fight. And we do get some flashback panels there. And we do remember that the love was kind of lost between them. The one-sided love, maybe. The unrequited love. Because she wasn't really happy with Uraraka's response. So now it's all... It's all resting on Deku's shoulders now. How she's going to feel with his response. The impact that's going to have on this situation. And Izuku, he's pretty much on front street about it. He says, I can kind of see how you feel. I always wanted to be strong like All Might. So I can see how you feel about trying to be somebody else. But I didn't want to suck their blood. That'd be weird, even though I did eat his hair. So, you know, you do have that monkey paw. Oh, jeez. I would never want to hurt someone I love, uh, which is perhaps the, the fundamental difference here. He's not going to be slicing and dicing those that he fancies. Like you, Toga, you maniac. Jeez Louise. And it is kind of a little big feels here, because we do see Toga sadness, but like the acceptance in her face. She kind of knew that this was coming. I mean, Toga is a pretty smart cookie, for somebody who is insane. Uh, so she realizes that yes. Even Izuku has done her dirty. Just like the rest of the world. Just like the rest of society. Why can't you just be a normal girl? This is just the way Toga is. Toga does be Toga. And uh, she's kind of sad that her, her true love has turned his back on her as well. And we do get a very cool panel. Which is just Toga's eyes. I do like that uh, aesthetic going on. But then she's not happy. She's like alright Izuku. You're just like a chaco. Just like mom and dad. Just like everybody else in this cruel cruel world. You think that heroes and those they protect are the only ones who count as real people. And then she gets loads of dagger cable thingies that come out of her. It kind of looks like the little snakes that are on the, the, you know, the snake that turns the people into stones. Forget the name of it. The Medusas. But they're all knives or like little pointy, stabby, injecty things. Because you know the way, that's what Toga does. Toga does be Toga. Very sus. But then she goes in for the kill. She is perhaps doing it for the thrill. And she starts slicing and dicing Midoriya. Uraraka steps in here. She says, not so fast, Himiko Toga. I'm not going to let you slice up my mans. She doesn't really say that, but... We all know that's what she's thinking. Let's be honest. But Toga ain't happy with that. She's going to start swinging about with the Medusa stabby things. And she almost gets to jump on her rack and slice and dice from behind. But then out of nowhere, Frappy comes in with the double kick attack. Gem that she is. Sue out of the blue. Oh my goodness. And then I like how she kind of comes in as I know for this nonsense, everybody. We're in the middle of war round two and you're talking about love and romance. Jeez Louise. This ain't even if 
briefly slipped my mouth. Let's get down to business. You get going, Deku. Chatting about romance here is the last thing you need to be doing, which is spot on. Thank you. Thank you, Sue, for realizing the, the situation. Oh, my goodness. And then she says that, you know, it turns out that these two are actually the ideal team up because Uraraka, she's faced Toga more than anyone before. So she's going to be able to handle her and leave her to us. And you get going and deal with Big Shiggy, who is blowing up the place having problems so with that Uraraka says good luck Himiko Togen gets her weird dagger things are up for round two and then Izuku gets like Barry Allen and he zooms off like the flash he's running on water he's that quick oh my goodness and there you have it there's a banger chapter now I am perhaps a little biased because I am no Himiko Toga fan <laughs> I think she's insane but a lot of people you know she's a fan favorite character so I did think it was nice to have this and to have that follow-up to her conversation with Uraraka which was a very uh, a very big moment for both of those characters to have that kind of wrapped up and finalized here with Asuku's side I thought that was very interesting all that being said I'm kind of glad that Froppy came in and cut the nonsense romance out let's get back to the fightings jeez but yeah that was a that was a banger I'm gonna go 8.5 but really let's be honest ladies and gentlemen if you've been reading the jumps this week which you probably have been if you're listening to this podcast there was one big banger this week and that was the Jujutsu Kaisen's chapter 178 Sendai Colony part 5 we do have the recent movie star Yuta Okatsu on the cover oh boy shout out to everybody who's seen the Jujutsu Kaisen movie I'm going to see it on the Thursdays very excited I'm going to see it in the dub because I can't read you know how it is but we do see we have a very cool double page splash here and if you remember it was time to get serious Last week, we did see that Yuta was unleashing Rika, give me your all, and it's going to be serious business now. And surprisingly, we kicked things off with a kind of like a lowdown explanation on Okatsu, which I thought was very useful. It's a it's a shame that Jim isn't here to, to read this, because this is a very useful way of explaining Yuta's abilities. Because I'll be honest, I love Volume Zero, I love the prequel, I love Yuta, but I could not tell you what he does. I couldn't tell you what most people do. do cool things i don't know the specific actions but kind of like undead unlock but uh it's nice to get the breakdown on his specific curse abilities his curse techniques and what rika is able to do she's kind of like she's like the battery here because Rika is Okatsu's cursed technique and can also store cursed energy. So he can unleash her like a Shikigami, kind of like Megumi. But then she is a battery power source for nearly unlimited cursed energy. So he can do all sorts of cursed techniques. Which is very convenient because as we find out in this chapter, which is a bit of a revelation. I'm not sure if this has been explained before and I just forgot it. but uh, or, or if it's just something that was kind of hinted and then this is it fully spelled out. But we find out that Okatsu, he can actually copy. His uh, his curse technique is copying other curse techniques. Which we did see, you know, back in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 0, back in the prequel. We did see him using the curse speech. We did see him doing a couple of things and we see him use the curse speech again. That's the real giveaway. The curse speech here and then he uses uh, another curse technique from one of the other curse users that he's after taking out. So that's the that seals the deal. That proves that he's able to use his copy curse technique on top of Rika. So really, like, this is nearly, I'm not saying overpowered. We're not talking like, he's not Gojo level, like, superpowered here. But he is definitely a force to be reckoned with, big time. 
Now, we don't know the conditions. We don't know how many he can copy. We don't know for how long. We don't know if it's one or one at a time, kind of like Monoma in the My Hero Academias. But uh, very fascinating stuff to see all this and to see it all in action while he's taking on these two curse users, Elvis Presley with the crazy hair and naked lady sus very very good stuff altogether so the rest of the chapter is pretty much the rika and yuta tag team which is great as well because we've hardly seen any of yuta teaming up with rika properly i i think they might do a little bit in the movie but i haven't seen that yet so something to look forward to but uh we do see they basically going to town against first the naked lady she gets tag teamed pretty hardcore oh jeez and then we do see elvis presley shooting his crazy concrete granite blast and he's trying to get in on the fight as well so it comes to the beatdown there's some discussions between naked lady and yuta about living for yourself and and fighting for other people live for others don't be anybody special they're just having philosophical disagreements jeez louise but really i like my man elvis comes in and i'm telling you we've had a lot of bangers this week this has been a pretty good week but in terms of the final page splashes cliffhangers Oh my goodness, this might be one of the biggest cliffhangers or biggest bangers that Jujutsu Kaisen has had ever in 178 chapters. I'm telling you, Elvis comes in, he says, oh, stop the talkings. At this point, words are pointless. And then ba-dum, 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 that's my heart going. Because we see the three of them all together. They all shout on the double page splash. Three of them. Domain expansion. Domain expansion. Domain expansion. We are getting three domain expansions all at once. That is crazy. That We've never had a three-way before. Oh my goodness. Bagger detected. Whoa. I was like, after reading that, and then and then we have Jujutsu Kaisen, the movie, and we're going to see that, we're going to see more unit action. I'm telling you, Jujutsu Kaisen Nation, rise up. This is our time to shine this week. Oh boy, it was a banger indeed. Now, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to spoil it a little. I'm saying it's not going to be book of the week this week, everybody, because I'm holding out. I'm holding out. I reckon, I reckon next week, triple domain expansions, that sounds like book of the week territory for me. But still, I'm going high. I'm going 9 out of 10 on this. I thought it was a banger. I was happy to see the little bit of explanation for uh, Yuta and Rika's abilities and the copy. I thought that was very interesting because that's something that if you've been reading and if you've been all the way back in Jujutsu Kaisen Volume Zero, that was something that was hinted on even all the way back then. So to see that kind of confirmed here, I thought that was very gratifying. I enjoyed that a lot and just a banger chapter as always. So indeed, two crispy chapters for the lightning round. Jim doesn't know what he's missing here. Absolute club hits on the dance floor. Oh, yes, indeed. So with all that being said, I hope you're enjoying the show, everybody. Next on the docket, we have one Jason C is going to be hitting us with the anime corner. Very exciting stuff. And then it'll be me and Jim back at it again to wrap up the show. So lots of good stuff ahead. More bangers on the way. Trust me, it's been a great week and we got some good stuff yet to come. Indeed. So I will bid my farewells and hand it over to Jason C. XO, XO, XO. Greetings, good sirs and madams. Jason here yet again all by myself with this week's Anime Corner. The series I commend to you this week is fairly hot off the metaphorical presses, having dropped its full 10-episode run on Netflix earlier this very month. Our show is Kotaro Lives Alone, the episodic tale of the preschooler who, as the title suggests, moves into an apartment all by his lonesome. The series is based on a manga by Mami Chimura, one that began in 2015 and continues through this very day in the pages of the Seinen magazine, Big Comic Superior. As best as I can tell, this manga has not been translated into English, either officially or 
unofficially. Perhaps that will change if this anime catches on with American viewers. There has been a previous live-action adaptation. I can tell from YouTube clips that the live-action version is available on Netflix in some countries, but, alas, not in the US. Might need to fire up the old VPN someday. Our main point-of-view character is not young Kotaro, but a 31-year-old mangaka named Karino Shin. Well, Karino calls himself a mangaka, and he's trying to be a mangaka. I hope I'm saying that right, I've said a lot now. Anyway, he won some prize money in a manga competition, and has been living off that nest egg. We see him meet with a manga editor periodically, but while the editor likes the stories Karino comes up with, he finds Karino's artistic skills to be lacking. Karino's apartment is a wreck, and we meet him for the first time when he pulls a Luke and oversleeps for a day he had planned with a young lady. Also, he misremembers her name, which in my experience does not endear one to the fairer sex. So that's the kind of guy we work. Into Karino's life walks new neighbor Kotaro. Kotaro is a mystery. He's very clearly a young child, probably about four years old. He wears a t-shirt with a big yellow star in it, and also the letters G-O-D. The pupils of his eyes are vertical slits, like a lizard's, and he speaks very formally, as if he's a feudal lord out of a much earlier age. Kotaro is a strange, even uncanny mix of precocious and childlike. For instance, the first time we meet him, he's towing a rolling suitcase and looking up at his new apartment building. He counts the units, comes up with six. Subtracting his own, that's five. Then he heads off to a convenience store to purchase five tissue boxes as introductory gifts for each of his new neighbors. He speaks to the clerk there, again, very formally. But he also notices a bin of plastic swords. He buys one and wears it on his belt as he carries the stack of tissue boxes back home on the lookout for brigands every step. As you might expect, Carino doesn't really know how to take Kotaro. Carino's barely able to take care of himself, but feels like it's fallen to him to look after this strange little boy. As the series goes on, Carino accompanies Kotaro to various places, the store, a bathhouse, school, all over, and is often mistaken for Kotaro's father or older brother. Carino's uncomfortable being mistaken for someone like that, but he doesn't completely dislike the idea. The other residents of the apartment also do their best to protect their strange little neighbor. The most prominent of these are Mizuki and Isamu, and I'm going to go ahead and declare both of them to be certified gems. Mizuki works at a hostess club where it seems she's pretty popular with the local gentlemen. There's an awkwardly funny bit where Kotaro, who just wants to spend some time with her, goes down to her place of business and tries to hire com- her companionship for the evening. He also orders the two of them glasses of the establishment's finest whole milk. The other neighbor, Isamu, appears to be some kind of low-level gangster, or at least he dresses like one. He's always seen in a purple leopard print suit. He thinks Kotaro is just the cutest little guy ever an attitude which dignified Kotaro just barely accepts. But when Kotaro wants to purchase a new impressive wardrobe, it's Isamu who takes him to the clothing store, and we get one of Jim's favorites, a fashion show montage. We do eventually start to learn about how Kotaro got to be in the position of living alone. Despite appearances, he's not an alien or a robot. He's had some stuff happen to him, the kind of stuff that might bring a tear to the eye of viewers of his sensitive nature. What it comes down to is that, fundamentally, Kotaro Lives Alone is a show about loneliness. Kotaro keeps up a good front, but every so often lets slip a tidbit about his life or his past that reveals how deeply lonely he is, and seeing this makes those around him reflect on their own lonely lives, and what they could be doing to make themselves and each other maybe just a little less lonely. It'd be very easy for a show like this to fall over into pure comedy, or go the other direction into maudlin tear-jerking, but so far, as of this writing about halfway through the ten-episode run, it maintains a delicate balance, remaining on the tightrope. That wraps up what I have to say about Kotaro Lives Alone. 
It's available on Netflix in its entirety, both subbed and dubbed as you prefer. I also happen to notice that last week's anime corner choice, Toradora, is also available on Netflix. So that's another show you can watch without having to subscribe to an anime-specific service. Both shows are comedies, but with very, very different tones, and I recommend them both. Now, if there are other shows, new or old, on Netflix or not, that you'd like me to check out, please email or tweet at the usual places, and I'll be sure to have a look. Now back to Luke and Jim and the pictures that don't even make me cry. Usually. All right, Luke, we're back, and I'm back. How, how oh. have you been? I had my Hello. sandwich. I am ready. I had tuna fish sandwich I had. Yummy. I think. But food Wars. with that, yes, uh, there is a bit of a Food Wars in one of the books I'm going to talk about that kind of threw me. But what are we starting this section with? We're starting with the book that keeps on getting better and better. The Dorons, Dorororororons, Chapter 15, Ichiha Kobayakawas, a new character. Yeah, and it, he's new, but we saw him before. Remember, I was afraid that it was him who got killed. Oh, he's yeah. He's the guy who looked in and looked at, you know, Dora. And Kusanagi and ended up it was like, oh my god, that's so cool. Remember, I said, I hope it wasn't that guy because he's kind <laughs> of a gem. Though he is a little, you know, he's not sus, but he is a little grabby. He's a little like, oh. but we'll get to it. You end up where that the guy that did end up going missing, and the funny thing is, or the sad thing, we know that guy's dead. Yeah, I, he's like, oh, he's a buddy of mine. I'm sure he's a real good dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh well, because they are going to send two platoons out. Because they have sent a bunch of samurai to this village where we know, Sus Village, you end up having a bunch of these, you know, Mononikis there. And they're pretty Mononikis. tough. So they're just eating people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're going to send both of these divisions. And it's funny because Suzuki right away, he's pissed. We don't need that. Uh, yeah, you got me, chief. Like, he just he's so funny because he's just, he's Mr. Aside Comment with nonsense. But he is funny. But you end up having it in a cool way to kind of get the characters thrown out there again so you know them, where the chief's like, no, no, no. You end up having Dora and Kusanagi duo there, not really practice in the field. Plus, you end up having Toda, and he's still inexperienced. We need this other crew. The other crew is the funniest thing in here because they end up where I, I wrote in my notes, this guy, and he's Maruka. Maruka's. Jerk. As my description of him, because he ends up like, listen, because you end up having all this going down and, you know, Toto's like, oh, my God, you know, this is great. We love you. Everybody's loving it. And this guy, this Murko's like, hey, listen, kid, you don't have to grovel. You know, that's not going to do our job. And then you turn the page. And he says, but as a man, your devotion, your friends, <laughs> because you end up having Toto's like, oh, my God. I know this guy that's missing. Gotta save guy. him. We went to school with him. I really hope we can save him because he's really just a great guy. And you have this other guy who's the lead, this Maruka, and he says, Oh, what are you groveling about this? What a jerk. Then I'm telling you, it's a great turn of the page. Because you turn, he's like, As a man, though, your devotion touches my heart. And then just yells, Let's do this. And everybody cheers. Cheer. I'm like, I put then jerk then gem gem <laughs> it's like the one page turnaround i was really like holy crap this guy became a gem in a second and then they go off well with that though throughout this whole thing hasuki anytime somebody says like all right we'll go in and we'll take care of this as a team and then hasuki will just as an aside just go yeah i'll take care of myself he keeps mm-hmm. just saying nonsense and it does make me laugh but then we end up getting this new guy this ichaha who is from the title, he comes up. He's this guy with stars in his eyes. He ends up loving 
that you end up having Kusanagi and Dora, our friends together, and says, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. I knew that it could be possible because I ended up befriending uh, Amanaki when I was a kid. Unfortunately, it was not a good one. And it almost killed him. It almost killed him. He nursed it back to health and then it attacked him. But that didn't discourage him. He he is just, I got the scars, but I'm willing to try again. Yeah, he has a scar. And with that, really good with the scar because things get wonky a bit. Like the art gets a little frenetic, but you Mm -hmm. always can tell when it's him because of that scar. It's there. He is a gem. I mean, completely, right? I thought right away, this guy is dead. I mean, he might as well have said, like, I'm two days from retirement. Yeah, he might as well be. Star Trek, they're giving him a red shirt right now, and you're (laughs) off to do this because he seems like, and even by the end, still seems like there's a lot of trouble here. And I think that you might just get that final deal of, like, thank you. Kusanagi for showing me that it's true. It's something weird. The power but of they're going to go off. They go to this village and it's just destroyed. And so they figure, okay, let's try to figure out where this guy is. Let's stay sharp. Let's split up and do these things. And everybody seems to be pretty fired up. They seem to be like, okay, we have both squads here. What what could this possibly be? They start going off and see that damage. Remember that big wave attack mm-hmm. that ended up pretty much killing that other guy and remember the Mononiki here there's the three of them and the one keeps killing people even though he wants them as a snack and that continues or at least you know has this going on because one of the guys he's done but you end up where they go and this woman Mononiki just shows up out of like out of nowhere and is hugging that other gem you know jerk gem chick and I'm like, oh my god, they're they're all dead. <laughs> just and she like, ends this up, team, like this isn't the A team, this is the B team. So I'm like, these guys are all goners. Yeah, and so and and this team has that Ichiha on it, and so yeah, you know, Scar. But Uh-oh. they end up in the middle of the forest, and she starts casting these spider web type spider threads magic deal, and so they can't get out of it. They're stuck. She keeps doing this. They're trying to fight through this but they even say that other guy he ended up running you know he wasn't going to fight us like you are but he went up i don't want that to happen it makes more and more of these threads all these things going down and then you end up having them you know there's a battle going on but then you get the big dude like that sumo wrestling Mononiki comes out and just destroys one of the guys. The it, it's the guy that we really didn't know. He, we hardly knew ye, and he gets squished. Yeah, and he gets knocked aside. He's dead. You end up having the Mononiki say, oh, man, I keep doing this. I keep killing him, and now I can't end up eating him as snacks. But he ends up then grabbing Ichihawa, and, or Ichi, how do you say it? Ichiha. Ichiha. Grabbing him and is going to eat him, but that's when you do see. Dora with the sword of mm-hmm. Kusanagi come flying in to stop them and it ends up that's where you end up having the cliffhanger where he's about the, the good the sparkly eyed guy he's gonna get eaten but hopefully you would hope that Dora and Kusanagi will be able to stop this and these are pretty bad but yeah but I do like as well because we did see they were saying all oh, the threads really strong we see Dora and Kusanagi they can slice and dice I right remember through. when they ended up testing out their spiritual power it was off the charts and oh, ended up breaking charts. the machine so but when they end up you know with this girl and whatnot this is a spiritual energy they say that they really haven't seen before this is really really these over the deals. top so you do think though that Dora and Kusanagi will be able to at least fight him. And maybe, as these things usually go, we'll probably fight to a stalemate. They'll go off saying, 
We'll figure out you and get you later. That happens all we'll the time. But time. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Almost like a mashal this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy's going to eat him. We'll see. And I do like this. I like that we got that real quick Ichiha flashback origin deal to give you something with him. So mm. we know Scar. You know, we have some things on. This book is getting better because even though it's adding more characters, you do end up liking them and they end up, exactly. you know, developing them really quickly with that. So. With that, what would you give it? Uh, I want to go high on it. Like, I know we keep on saying each chapter is getting better and better, but it really is. Yeah, it you know, is. Each time we get a new character, first we had Toda, and now we have Ichiha, and we're liking the character. You remember at the start we were getting new characters added, and we weren't feeling it at all. But now we're getting more. And I, I, when I got to this final page spread, and I, it is a very cool art for the final page, but I was like, I can't wait for the next Yeah, time. yeah I'm And that's you. the first time where I've been like really excited for, for Doron Dororo Rods. So I'm going to go 8.8. I really like I'm it. I'm going to go 9. I, I really like it. I was having problems because there are a bunch of new characters, though. I don't know the names quite yet. But going through it, like even Hazuki, we, we thought at the beginning, like, why are we getting him? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? He's and better, now, better too. Because you're just getting little bits of, you know, you're not really relying heavily on him. But mm-hmm. I know what I know about him is. He thinks he's the best. He's always saying, muttering things under his breath. But I actually hope that this is where we actually see him, you know, put the the deal up. You gotta, mm. you know, put up or shut up here because he keeps go. going on and on. These are some pretty powerful things. But he's also remember watching Dora and Kusanagi to see what they do. So this is a pretty good ending where I want to see how it's resolved and what happens. So yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that next chapter too with bated breath, as Ooh. they say. But what's next? Next up, we have with the crispy color page. We have the PPs, 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 chapter twenty five. My fairy lady, Maimon going crazy. Yeah, Maimon. Maimon being Maimon. We find out, though. Remember I kept saying, what's this thing with her and it's Maloli? Like the whole backstory dropped here with Maloli. And it makes sense. Maloli ends up being a girl who is like Maimon, mm-hmm. who ended up doing things different. She plays piano her way. You end up even starting out where Rajiro has been called to talk to their dad. Ends up talking to his sister, Sora Chika, and says, what's going to go on? Dad called me here. I know he's going to beat me. I'm in big trouble, and I don't want him to banish Lucky. What are we going to do? And you end up, ah, well, it'll be fine. Lucky will be fine for now. Well, what will happen then? What if Meeman wins? Again, well, then he'll be banished. So this is this whole deal. Uh, But you end up, I mean, you want a gem? Our little scared Rajiro, he's done grown up. He says, I'm going to go and I'm going to beat the crap out of Dad. He's going <laughs> to beat him up. I don't know Whoa. why I hit that. Done. I meant to hit He goes and says, I'm going to go and beat him up. He's crying. He's so upset. I'm good. And yeah, you end up having it's weird because we haven't had much of all uh, Surachika here. The siblings, And yeah. ends up like. Kind of like go with the flow type deal. Not as much as Mimer, but it's kind of like, well, we'll Pretty see how chill. it goes. And remember when you ended up when Lucky and Rajiro were talking and saying who would be on our side, who would be? She was, Surachika was one of the ones he said, well, she'll eventually want to go see mom. And that's why they did bring up the mom here. And like, that's the, the added element to that. That's interesting. And says, you know, I want to be able to see her and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like it's like, yeah, we'll be able to see her right before she croaks. It kind of was sad. <laughs> but then Mima comes Takes out. What up, everyone? I just She just comes in, and it's just that hair and everything. Like, she dominates everything. And they're like, oh, look at you having fun. I wish I was having fun. Like, that's all she girls just want to have fun. 
Meeman just wants she is the she gem want to be of all gems, it seems, but you end up where she says, Well, I'm not always allowed to have fun. That's right. I'm the one who ends up being told all these things. And you go back and the big thing was she, at first off, just the idea that she liked to play the Casio keyboards. She didn't with like to feet. play the actual proper piano. She's playing with her feet. She's doing all these moves and she ends up playing, you know, the whole deal where she likes to play and make these fairies. That she ends up having fun with and all that, and that's not what you end up being able to have when you're, you know, an Otagani. And mm-hmm. you end up where Lucky even says at one point, because this is when they're kids, hey, should we, you know, re- should we stop her? But no, no, let her be happy. She's happy playing. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're starting to get this idea that maybe Lucky, maybe he wasn't as bad as we were led to believe at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It might have just been because he was there inspiring all of them to be their own people Mm -hmm. and all that. And he was his own. And I do think that after all the stuff we'll see, the dad tried to beat Lucky down and never could because he's just lucky. There you go. And she didn't want him riling up the rest of the kids. And so with with Lucky there, Rajiro, he's happy and he's like, I think the dad just wants them to be miserable. And just do what he wants because me just she's just sitting there looking at the fairies and all that. Well, then she's going to jump off the roof. Yeah, with she's going to jump off with the broom. Harry Potter. Lucky's there to try to stop her because she's going to kill herself. But she says, "I love playing the piano." But they ended up forcing me to do things normal. And when she ended up playing, the fairies weren't there. Instead, there was this Beethoven-looking guy and a tree. <laughs> and that was what you were supposed to get. And that's not fun for. Her. Now, no. at one point, the dad comes in. Slaps her. Oh, what a jerk! And slaps her, and then says, and she "Yeah, got caught on 4K." Yeah, really. The and evidence, then, and then yeah, yeah, end up where? Hey, I got that. I could upload it. No, no, no. It's funny, but yeah, the idea that you know Maloli, she ends up playing in this you know fancy free type way. She doesn't care. She ended mm. up winning too with her way. Somebody got to her though. That's why Meeman is upset and has to find Maloli because. She wants that Maloli who was the free spirit. Set her and free. she thinks now that with all that, she has to win, take down all the cri- – so her and Maloli can play their free way and, and not end up being pushed aside or made to do nonsense. So you end mm-hmm. up getting a bigger picture of meme, and it's not exactly as selfish as we thought before. It's that she just wants to see the fairies. She ends up, and now the fairies are all Maloli. When she plays, too, because she got inspired. She ended up getting inspired, though, by Maloli because she had Mm -hmm. completely given up. And when she saw Maloli later, and she saw it on TV, that she had won doing this crazy deal. She's like, oh, my God, I can still do this. She's still free. Oh, no, now somebody's trapped her. Let's go. And so you get that deal where she, Meeman, wants to be Meeman. And also Mima Maloli wants wants to be Maloli. So we'll see. uh, And hopefully Maloli wants to be Maloli, or that would be problems. But. That's the big deal. I'll be your savior, fairy, and inspiration, Maloli. And uh, then we're going to go and go from there. Mm-hmm. So it's a good chapter. It's a meme chapter, which we like. I still don't know when this will end or what happens or whatnot, because we got a color page this week. Crazy. And so this I guess numbers. we're in the long run. That's what that's what has me thinking, because like this is very abruptly. like It's a normal chapter, and then it goes into the meme and backstory. And I feel like we wouldn't be spending this much time uh, delving out this character if it wasn't hanging around. Yeah, you know I, I mean? guess. Like, and we and still have a lot of other kids to learn about. We still have a lot. Of, we get a little bit with Sword Chica, but like we still have a lot to go on. But like we wouldn't be going this deep 
if we were if like if we had to speed things along and get like we still have a lot we've done we have a lot of the other kids that we haven't met yet. Yep, yeah. Um, so we're gonna have to wait. And I mean you're gonna have to have a lot of stuff going on with the dad and you know, you know even the mom. We haven't even seen her in a bit. Not so. for long. No, well really. I who knows? <laughs> I mean, I guess you can get a time frame a little if you really want, because they're saying coming up in October is the Big tourney that mm. they're going to do. They have to practice. So I guess if we went back and tried to figure it out, but like we keep on doing time jumps here, and like the, the clock's ticking. They're going to end up like, hey, what's my mom? She died like eight months ago. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, like what? Uh, but what would you give it? Uh, I would go eight point five. I thought it was a banger. I go. I'm going to go eight. I again, solid, I thought it was solid. a banger too. It's just the idea. We kind of knew, you know, Meeman's deal. This just gets Malolian in a two. You know expand that and i did like that but i kind of want to get a little forward and see what's going on i don't know how moving on goes though i mean we're gonna have that competition i don't know that i want that type of we have on. been on meme now like we were on Regero for a bit but like the meme show the meme like meme is going to be meme but meme is getting still i want I more mean? of the other kids that's like, that's what i really hint want. them now so i'm thinking like maybe we're starting to get like but you see that color page and you see three or four characters that we don't I know i mean legitimately we we've only really dealt with two of the six you know yeah. <laughs> otagami six six couplets so we're gonna end up having to deal with those eventually and i want to mm-hmm. know what's going on remember there's there's two that are really down with the dad like they're going to be the end bosses yeah probably but they they i don't know maybe they don't get smacked it's it's such an odd play. Caught on 4K. With all of that, what are we going to do next? Al? Next up, we have the Blue Boxes, Chapter 45, August 26th. Very precise. Yeah, I, I thought you were just telling me that off the bat. <laughs> yes, that's the chapter title. Uh, Nationals are over. Did you know that? Oh, this is a Chinatsu deal. Chinatsu and the basketball team are having a big birthday party for her. It's her birthday. You end up getting Koi Glasses, who talks to Taiki and says, hey, what would you get Shinatsu for her birthday? He's like, yeah, kind of. And it's like me. He ended up looking like 18 million things didn't get one. At the end, he's like, yeah, he doesn't know what it's to do. It's a thought that doesn't count. It's funny because I don't know if you're trying to play this idea that he's losing the connection with Shinatsu because oh. of Hina. But he ends up saying, I figured she's not really into celebrating as across the gym. They are having the time of their life. You end up Chinatsu has a hat, a fake mustache. You got the funny faces. She doesn't seem like she's that upset at that point. Seems like she's having a ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, we mentioned it. The big pressure on her, not only just missing that shot, but the next year, she's got to lead the team. They're pretty much going to name her full-out captain next year. She's like mm-hmm. vice captain here, but they say that's no she's going to be captain. She's the best. She's going to do it. And I think that the big play is, she kind of blew it this year. Nobody wants to say it, but she did. She blew it. She ended up missing that shot. So she's kind of, you know, kind of nervous about that or whatnot. Mm. We actually get a conversation with her mother, which <laughs> I out of nowhere. We hardly knew Chinatsu. Jeez. I mean, rarely do we get a Chinatsu chapter anyway, where we see her by herself doing anything. Mm. But talking to her mom, holy moly, you get that. Crazy. You end up Hina shows up. This is the best because Koi Glasses. He seems like he's getting susser and susser, doesn't he? <laughs> he seems like he's like in the shadows. Like I'm telling you, like he's like watching it all. Remember, I thought that Hina was gonna actually reveal that she loved him, but nobody does. No seems. way. And so Hina comes like, "Hey, what's up?" Throws a ball off his head. Remember, <laughs> usually when she shows up, she sneaks up behind and screams, and everybody poops their pants. But she throws Whoa. a ball, and she's like, "Why'd you do that?" Ah, sorry about that. Hey, what's up? 
And she did say that Taiki was going to be kind of weirded out by that whole confession mm-hmm. and that he better get used to it because that's the deal. Hina in this, I don't even know how to take her. She seems like she, I, I don't know. I, it's very hard to read this bit, especially because like, Taiki goes, we need to talk. And right away, uh, when those two leave, you know that glasses of watching them going, what's going on here? He's staring. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like hiding in the closet. He's like solid snake over here. Jeez. You end up where he's watching, but you end up where Taiki's like, listen, you know, I got to talk to you. Tina, being Hina, says, oh, you better not get weird on me. Oh, <laughs> she even like covers like he's going to grab her or so something. This ain't a cash triangle. And says, listen, I want to tell you I like Chinatsu, and I'm going to do everything that I can to make it work. We got Doe, I, Hina there, right? What's going to happen? She goes, all right. <laughs> she says, it is what it is. She goes, I knew that. That's why I told you before. I already know you like her. I'm just kind of around whatever and says, yeah, you know, I'm going to make it awkward on you and whatnot. And they're talking about it. But she just walks away. That's it. She <laughs> is still just going to be there. I think that she just said it that we may find. I mean, seriously, we may have this go on and however it goes. We may end with nothing resolved. It's mm. very possible. And then have that last chapter of 20 years from now and just have Hina and Taiki with like five kids and that they're married. And Glass is still watching. I wonder what happened with Chinatsu, something like that. And like, oh, you didn't know she died in a plane crash. I don't know. On the way to Nationals. Glass is somehow has bought the house next door and he's always trimming the hedges, watching, <laughs> staring through the window. Uh, but you then go with that and you get. Shinatsu is practicing basketball and the coach is being pretty hard on her. And it seems odd we get more basketball here than we really mm-hmm. do. The idea that, you know, she's going to be leading the team. So they're going to be a little hard on her. Is she going to be okay? She says, I don't really like it. You have her friend. Oh, what? Shinatsu, the captain? No, that's ridiculous. That's not her style. Shinatsu says, I'll do it. She can do it for the team. Yep. And she says, I love the team. And the, I like they're there. Here, here. Like, who died? What high school kid? Like, here, here. <laughs> hip, so hip, yeah, really. And they're like, we got you back, Captain, whatever. And then you see trouble at Bruin. You Uh-oh. see that panel where her friend looks pissed. I think she wants to be captain. Look at her. She's all upset. Ooh, and they were the tag team. They were. Now we're They were the get, tag team and she blew We're going to get the idea now. Her and glasses, they're going to start trying to cause <laughs> trouble together. But. Shinatsu ends up practicing, and I think this is to show you that deal of trying to make that last shot at the end of practice. She clunks one again, like, just like in that tourney, the brick, and then Oops. ends up shooting one and is told, hey, I'm locking up soon. You have to go. Everybody's, hey, happy birthday. Her mom calls, and then she just talks about the deal. Hey, I kind of blew it at the Nationals, uh, but I'm going to try to focus, and I'm going to be the captain, and I want to go and do all that, and hey, I'll be there. It, it's just the same. It's nothing crazy, but it's nice that her mom is talking. And then when that happens, all of a sudden, Taiki seems like he's sus. He's kind of following her behind. You get the ping of the the deal sending texts, and they end up deciding where Chinatsu says, you, you want to go on the train? I want to go somewhere. Who knows where they're going? Sus town. I don't know. Maybe. No, they need to get the bus for that. Again, because it's the cliffhanger page, somebody has to be looking like they're a deer in the headlights. This time it's Taiki. It's like, huh? That Chinatsu has that. I would say they're both deer in the headlights. She doesn't have anything but that look. Taiki, though, he's just like, huh? And glasses is standing Oh, in the my background. goodness. Like, where are we going here? Uh, choo-choo. <laughs> I was going to say something really, really. 
<laughs> I PG won't say. Oh my goodness gracious! But so, with all of that, yeah, and it, it, it's okay. It, it's one of those. I saw a lot of people loving the chapter. It, I, I no didn't love it. It's kind of that you know in between deal. You, you're, Is it Chinatsu focus? On we are Team Hina, but yeah. like even the Hina we did get, I wasn't really too hyped on. So yeah, I'm telling you, you had like though. three pages of this conversation with her mom, which it's fine. She hasn't talked to her mom in the book for a while. It but really slows it down, though, because it's just talking heads. It is, and it's just the idea. You sound down. Are you down? No, I'm not. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, you know, I kind of did that. Even says the idea, they already talked when, you know, we already chatted after national. So the mom knows. But They've heard it all You know, before. that sort of thing. It's weird, and I wish that this was something where maybe they're playing it. You would like her to say this to Taiki, and maybe she would have. Like, maybe this would have been a Taiki conversation, but she heard Hina say, so she's kind of standoffish with Taiki. So it's mm-hmm. something that she needed somebody else to talk to. Because anything she said here, you usually have her kind of talk to Taiki about that or mm-hmm. mention it. So uh, what would you give it? I think I'll just go with a flat eight. I think I'm like a seven eight. Okay. I think I'm a little down Fair. on it. Not bad, bad, but no. It's not. It was probably my least favorite chapter yeah. this week, actually, of all the chapters, even the stuff on the picks of the week. Well, it's still a decent chapter. It's still, if you like the book, it's it's exactly what we usually get, but maybe that's it. We just got oh. exactly what we usually get. There wasn't mm-hmm. something to up it. But speaking of up it, I'll tell you right now, this next one is my book of the week. I'll just end up telling everybody right now. Because what is it, Luke? We have to wrap things up. The Dan to Dan's chapter 49. He's like sealed. Yeah. So what they end up, and you think at this point we're going to get Gigi back. They end up having Taro, mm-hmm. who has kind of encased them. They're there. Everybody is joining in with the ceremony. In the ceremonies. And the cool thing about it, and it looks real cool. I mean, there's fire oh, yeah. going. This spread pages look great. And it does look like something is going on to lift that spirit out of Gigi, the third ideal. We're going to get Gigi back. And I like the player because, remember, Taro is that, you know, that mannequin type deal, mm-hmm. the anatomy. So in you can take pieces apart. So they end up where you can tell if it's good is by lifting up the face and seeing inside. And yeah, they're trying to burn incense, all this stuff going on. Everybody's involved, even little Chiquita. Even little Chiquita there. He looks so cute there. He always has that hat on with his little right, jammies. It, it, so he ends up where they open it. Nope. And it, the worst is they open it up and you think this is it. And then you get third eye Gigi. You're wasting your time. And just that page, like you open it up, and then it becomes like a horror manga under there with like the heavy shading. Oh I my need goodness. Gigi back. So then you go Food Wars. Food Wars. You're making something, and without even knowing, we get one of our favorite characters. Back. <laughs> Out of nowhere, she's been missing for so long. You like you love her as Bubblicious. Bubblicious. Her name Ira. She ends up there, and right away starts demanding from everyone. She, again, <laughs> thinks that she is the ruler of Earth, or at least the protector. This is like we wrote this. Like, she's saying exactly where is Bubblicious? She is here, and she's demanded that she gets in. And oh she goodness. ends up throwing shade at half the people there. <laughs> talks to, you know, crab guy, says, I told you you're not allowed on my planet. <laughs> because remember when anything she does, and she does have kind of the powers, but Mm -hmm. she thinks that she's the one who solved everything when she was involved and that she is supposed to be. The protector at first was even against, you know, Momo and Okra, like all that, but she's there yelling, I didn't say that you can be back here, I'm the leader, and it's (laughs) funny because she has not been in the book 
for so long. And while she's yelling that, everybody else is having their little conversations. I like that Okron is arguing with Turbo Kitty, who, who ends up wanting the eggs. And Okron, like, yay, that was my egg. Turbo Kitty goes, I saved your ass, didn't I? And, uh, kind of. And then you end up having, you know, Sexy Granny talking to Kung Fu Kid here about the things because that is the mentor deal. I like Chiquita got the milk. Chiquita's got the milk and says milk is yummy. And we get a little bit of a, a reminder of the deal because Bubblicious, I still like to call her that, but Era says, why are you here? I told you never come back to Earth again. And the funny thing is, like, it's looking like it's supposed to be, like, this really mean thing she's saying, because she kind of is. But again, mm. this is the jerk to Jen, because she ends up finding out, everybody finds out, that they got that cow. Remember, they gave him the cow that lifted up? The and cow UFOs. wasn't given any milk, probably because it's scared crapless here <laughs> in this deal. So they had to come back because Chiquita needs milk, needs a constant intake to survive. You would guess that this would lead to, you know, Iris saying, well, I don't care. Get out. No, no, no. In the background, she's hugging Chiquita. She loves him. So that's solved again as a deal where Chiquita says, can't we stay here? And suddenly Iris ends up allowing people to stay at the house that is even hers. Not her goes, house. Oh, yeah, you can stay here as long as you like. No problem. The worst, though, is that with all that, you end up having sexy granny go, they're not allowed. They're too old. <laughs> Pointing over to Kung Fu Kid and Taro. Wish I knew Kung Fu Kid's name. Uh, but they're like, well, I guess we've got to find a place to stay. The problem is that Gigi's in Taro, so I don't know how that works. Mm. But they say they're going to keep trying to figure out what's going on. Because even with the idea of Third Eye, even if they get rid of that, there could still be problems, they say, because Gigi's power was so big. It was so powerful. Something that we didn't really realize as much. But when mm. the Third Eye ended up picking Gigi, saying, oh, my God, this is the best ever. Well, this crazy thing happens here. And again, this ends up, and there's a lot of people calling this GG one half, uh, calling like all these names because he ends up where hot water, he's eating soup, Tara, puts the soup in, which then yells, oh, hot, freaking out. And then all of a sudden you hear GG from inside he's going, hey, Gigi everybody, I, get me out, help me, help me. And they think it might be a trick. So they end up where they open up the faceplate again. And it's Gigi, and he makes a Gigi face. And, I mean, it's it's Gigi. And That's like, prime Gigi. It's great. And, like, oh, my God, he's making so weird a face. I don't know if it's him. I don't know. But then you see the idea where he starts to ask, like, things. Like, oh, my God, you're here. Thank goodness you're as beautiful as ever to Granny. Ends up saying, you know, is Momo okay? Did everything work out? Okaron. Granny says, let me figure out what's going on. She seems to know what's happening. Here mm-hmm. Because she asked for cold water. And she just splashes it on the face, and all of a sudden, it's bad Gigi again. And I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, the change from, oh, my God, is everybody okay? Like, oh, my God, thank God you didn't die, Momo. I was so worried about you. I'm glad that everything worked out. Splash goes, you bastards. I'm going to murder you all. (laughs) Everybody freaks out. Oh, my God. And then the bestest granny then dips the cup into the scolding hot soup and splashes him <laughs> on the face again. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's hot. Oh, my God, it's burning. It's burning. And then it's Gigi again. So hot water, hot, hot, cold hot ends up making Gigi. Cold is bad third eye. This is why people think it's Ranma one half. The mm-hmm. whole idea of that water. That's a gender change. That's a thing like, you know, animal deal. This is, this is just Gigi, good, bad Gigi. So mm-hmm. I guess we're going to now 
do you I guess you still it's weird to just have Mentaro's body. I wish we could get rid of that. Like do you keep him locked in or do you just like not go for a swim? If he gets cold water on him, he's gonna kill everybody. He needs to be contained. Mm-hmm. But I don't want him in that body. It just it's not Gigi yet. Even when no. it's Gigi he's still in the body. So I hope they figure out well, what we'll do is we'll just keep, you know, don't let him get near cold water. He has to take hot showers. You got to go hot springs. But that is a funny thing. It, it's, you know, it comes down to even stuff like Kaigo in mm. Witch Watch. The idea, if I see a crescent, if I see a moon, I turn into the deal. The so this is a little bit more, though. Kaigo, as the werewolf, he's just kind of a little, little sus with the ladies and stuff. <laughs> This is where Gigi could pretty much destroy the world. Like it looks you have, like, like he has the goofiest man on the planet to like the deadliest. Yeah, man so on the I, I'm wondering how they resolve this to keep it going in that way. I hope that there is a way that you can do it where he can be out and about, but they kind of figure out something. Mm, because mm. remember, the, the reason why he's contained Antara because they end up having you know those sigils inside where he is able to you know be contained when he is the bad guy. So we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see how it goes, but it's a pretty banger chapter. I really liked it. I like that we get Bubblicious back. Bubblicious and Gigi? Our dreams come true. And Crabby, they're going to stay, which is cool because they're cute. And mm-hmm. and so all that going down, a pretty good chapter. So I am banger. at a 9.2. What are you going to give it? I want to go with a 9. Okay, so you go with the 9. So obviously... Nine two for me. That's my book of the week. What is your book of the week? You have a bunch of nines. Uh, a lot, like good week, great yeah. week, lots of bangers. I'm, you know, surprisingly, I'm going to go for the Akashi triangles. Okay, you're going to go Akashi. Who is your gem of the week? My gem of the week, surprisingly, for all he did, the power friendship. I'm going to go with Domina. You're going to go with Domina to that, and that was the deal. We talked about that on our picks of the Patreon week. Picks. The, the the thing though. I really still wish that it would have been the Arnold from T2 with the thumbs up that <laughs> I would have because of that. And we didn't get that. So I'm actually going to go. There's a bunch of gems. Actually, you know, as I'm going through, I'm actually going to go with Haya in the Ayakeshi oh, Triangle, yes. the sister of Soga, who really was just trying to help her brother doing Big it in bro. a kind of a sus way. But, you know, trying to do it. And I thought that was cool. And I really thought that I liked that character a lot. Mm-hmm. I if I'm gonna go with maybe a co deal, I go Bubblicious as well with Good. her showing up just being herself and then in the background hugging and squeezing with the Chiquita because <laughs> she thinks he's so cute. So with all that, there you go. And I hope everybody else enjoyed this week as much as we did. We ended up getting the chapters early, so hopefully everybody oh. read everything, got caught up, all that, and we'll go off. You know, next week start everything up all over again on its proper day of reading. I don't read until we end up really recording now. So it didn't really change anything for me. But with all of that, I hope that everybody enjoyed it. So if you did, go over to our Twitter and follow us at Weird Manga. We'll follow you back if you follow us. Follow back policy. That makes us gems. I I just like, I I hate when people end up being proud that they don't follow people back, really. It it almost seems like you're in a lunchroom. Somebody comes in. and like, hey, what's up, Luke? And you're so proud that you don't say hello back. Whoa. It's like... I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that. So with all that, also go to our Instagram at Weird Science Manga. We have a bunch of things there. I'm going to be putting that GG licking face deal on there. (laughs) I have a couple things that I was going to put up. So I'll have that. I also sometimes do some reviews and things like that Mm -hmm. as well. But also then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Weird Science Manga. 
If you go there, you get a bunch of early access to the manga Monday, including last week's Fire Force. We ended up having that as an early Fire. access. Boy, we like that. That, that was a banger. Did you see mm-hmm. Jason kind of throwing shade at it? My in, goodness. In the Slack, I was like, so, oh, was that or was actually, I think it was on Twitter, right? Um, oh, in public, I think it was. Holy moly. Well, what is he? He's that anti-gem. There is what I'm going to go with. That's the anti-gem. Holy boots. moly. Uh, but yeah, you get that. And also our Picks of the Week show exclusive to the Patreon. This week, we did talk about Mashal. There you go. You got your gem there. Ayashiman and Sakamoto does both. Or all three of those were really good. But that's that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will be back next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.